0: on that has all the dinim alphabetically arranged, written a hundred years ago by the author of the Mishmerus Sholom. The Mishmerus Sholom is a commentary on the Prima on Yeridaya. Now people don't even know the Prima so nobody ever, heard, never, nobody ever heard of the Mishmerus Shalom. But he wrote a sefer Chaim of on the Mishmerus Sholom. On Hilchas Dalad and the say M'chaim Merachim, M'shena M'shal, M'Hilchas everything alphabetically arranged. So under the letter Tzadik Tzavoyah, he quotes from Achrayim Haminig: When a person reaches his fiftieth birthday, he should make out a will. Why? Based on a pasuk and Chumish, a remiz and a pasuk. B'shnas Hayabel Hazas Tashuvu Ish Alachu Zasei. If you bought a field in Eretz he saw from somebody else, it's a ste the other person had a birusha. it was a stay achuza by him, and you buy it, it becomes a stay mikna, when it comes to Yaevo, you give back the field. Toshuvu everybody goes back to the stay achuza. So the rem in the pasig is la la when a person reaches the age of 50, Toshuvu everyone should think about the fact they will return to their maker, they're not going to live forever, not going to die at the age of 50. But when they reach 50, uh, they should make out a tzavuah. <clears throat> so people make out a at the age of 50. Rabbi Gifter, the chan made a tzavuah at the age of 50, and they celebrated the family, had a birthday party for him. And one of the members of the family thought, why is he so morose, why is he so morbid, why does he think he's going to die at the age of 50? So I told this uh, woman, he's not morose. That's what it says in Nachronim. So after he passed away, he left long Tzavoy. So he wrote in the Tzavoy, Whenever have a shayla, whenever the children have a in Hilchitz Avelos, he should follow everything that it says in this Sefer, Chaim Ebroch, the Mishmah Evo Shalom. He used to always, on every Mesich, that he would find the best Sefer who has the best biurim that always got, not api locha. So on, on Avelos, he liked the best Sefer was the Chaim Avroch. So people make a at the age of 50. So what do they make what do they write in, so in the tzavah? So din in the that do- if you have sons and daughters, the sons get the Yerusha, the daughters don't get the Yerusha. So this is a cause of uh, friction. The women will feel hurt. So already in the days of the Rishonim, in Shulchan Arte, quote from the Hagos Maimene, that was from the Balayat Taisa, the end of the Balayat Taisa. It's going to be very... Uh, the children will never forgive the father... The daughters will never forgive the father. If they don't get any Yerusha, they'll be upset. <clears throat> so you should leave something. So the meaning always was, he give each daughter a Chatz Yizohi, give her half the amount that his son would get. So a person has five sons and five daughters, so how do you divide it? It's hard to figure out. Let's say he has five sons and, and uh, four daughters. So two daughters get like one son, two daughters get like one son, so you count it as if he would have, let's say, the daughter is the Bechorah. The Bechorah only gets Pishlein if it's a boy. If it's a girl, doesn't get some. Let's say the first child is a girl, so there's no pro getting any Pishlein. Each two daughters get like one son. So you have five sons. So you count it as if he had seven sons. So each of the five sons get uh, one-seventh of the Yerusha, each of the four daughters get one-seventh of the Yerusha. No. Each of the one... One fourteen. The boys get there are five boys, each so get one seven. And the two sevens that are remaining are divided to the to four daughters, so each get daughter one gets one fourteen. Three. Get one fourteen. So that's called the Shtar <laughs> Zocha. He writes a Star and he and he leaves instruction. When he dies, each one of the daughters you get half the amount that his son gets. They say that Shlomo is thought that in our generation the daughters are still never going to forgive the father why they only got half the amount of the sons he recommends you give equal sons and the daughters should get equal okay question is how do you make this legally binding because a lot of times, after the father dies, even by very religious uh, people, after the father dies, that people, the Yerushim, will spend $60 million fighting in court over $5,000 illusion. They'll kill each other over the illusion So, and the people will go, it's scandalous, people will go either to Bespin or to secular court, wherever they're going to win more. They don't care about any didam. You're not allowed to go to our cause. and not allowed to follow data. The Machus said they don't care about this. The children don't get along with each other, so they spend millions of dollars in legal fees just in order to lahakis the other relative. How do you make these things legally by you? So, Rabbi Kedegi writes in the Shuva: <coughs> There's a dinner. Keep it off. If the father leaves at tava, the children should follow what the father said in tava. the time, keep it off. Some had a, uh, a tiny against Rabbi Tivega, the Kibbutz. But I was only Mishal Ava, or Michel Bain. <clears throat> Let's say, my father tells me he'd like uh, to visit Eretz Yisrael. so He'd like me to make the arrangements. So I say, okay. I say, give me a credit card, then I'll call the, I'll call the Elal. I'll call the hotel and make it say, no your credit card. Your kind to keep it up, your credit card. So the Mara says I'm not mukhif to spend money and keep it up. My father has money, I'm mukhif to help him out. My father's an old man, so I'll call I'll call make the reservation, I'll make sure that he gets a reasonable hotel room and so on, taxi. But I'm not mukhif to spend my money. If my father doesn't have any money, then it's a discussion to and maybe then keep it up. It isn't the but if the father has a credit card he has money the din is Kiberav it's but below Mishalbe so they argue they argue over here what do you mean Mitan Kiberav but the sons get the Yerusha the daughters don't get anything so the father leaves it Tzavah that they should leave for the daughter that's kibarav, Mishal Bayt. the son is Mukhif to Mekan Kiberav to give his money away Rabbi Kavega said that's not a valid argument because right now the father owns all the money right now the money belongs to the father so this is Kiberav Mishalab it's not Mishalbe so the dinners be didn't keep it up, they were to, to follow the Tzavah. But unfortunately, uh, when it comes to rivalry, sibling rivalry, they don't always uh, follow the Kibur up. And the Dinahs, are not careful on Kibur Av. When I says Kibur Av, as the says, So therefore, you're not careful on that. So the father should make a Tzavah, that should be legally binding. So is there such a thing? So let's say b- before we get to the Tzavodisha legally, legally binding, what does it mean, Pishnaim? Let's say the Phor gets a double portion. What's the definition of the double portion? So it's important to know the conservatives had a whole Shtikal Torah that's all Kudashekar, that uh, originally the Pshat and the Pasik as a Pishnayim Pishnaim means that the Phor gets two-thirds of the irusha let's say the man has ten sons and the poor gets two-thirds and then the remaining third is divided among the other nine sons so the rabbis realized that that's so unfair so they changed it and they said Pishnaim. how do you know that, that Pishnaim means two-thirds because Elisha Hanobi was walking with Eli Hanobi before he went after the fiery chariot to heaven so uh, Elisha made a request of Eliya Hanobi he asked, can I have Pishnayim Beruchacham so what does it mean he wanted twice the Karach of Eliyahu That's ridiculous. At least he wanted two-thirds of the Karach So here also, the word Pishnayim means that the Pchor gets two-thirds of the and the other nine sons divide the one-third. So the Gemara does not understand. The Gemara says, when Alicia requested Pishnayim, he was asking for twice the Karach of Eliyahu HaNavuah. was mm-hmm. one base. was one days. Alicia was two mason. So, Pishnaim doesn't mean that Pchor gets two thirds. There never was such a din. The rabbis didn't change anything over here. They who would have the right to change it. See, the conservatives they bring, they had a big posik by the conservatives. So, he had this whole Shtikal Torah. And he says, just like the rabbis in the days of the Tanoim changed all the laws, so we can change all the laws also if it doesn't conform to uh, what's politically correct. So, a lot of din, Shabbos, Kashar, Taras, Hamashbach, uh, nothing is politically correct. So just like the rabbis of the Talmud changed all the laws, we can change all the laws also. That's also not so. The rabbis of the Talmud had bigger right to change the laws than the conservative rabbis. But that's not shot in the Pasik in the first place. <clears throat> so that's number one. So now the question is, the b'chor gets pishnaim on everything. He gets pishnaim on everything. So the Pasik says, "Asab b'chor ben asura pishnaim What does that mean? Pishnaim What do you mean b'chol so the Gemara says and the Mishnah says. It means the probably gets a double portion and what the father had at the time of death. But if it's really let's say Avram and So let's say for argument's sake, Yitzhak Avina dies before Avram Avina. That's not the way it happened. Avram Avina died first. Let's say each one is a multi-millionaire. Yitzhak dies before Avram. But Yitzhak is supposed to Yashin from Avram. When Avram not if when went, when Avraham Avinu will die, then Yitzchah will kever, and he'll be merished at uh, those assets to Yaakov and Esau. So let's say Yaakov and Esau, Yaakov is the B'chor, let's say Father and Esav is the Posh. Yaakov is entitled to Pishnaim. He only gets Pishnai what the father Yitzchah Kavino had at the time of death. The assets of Avraham Avinu who didn't die yet, he's going to die after Yitzchah. In this case, so then the B'chor doesn't get Pishnaim. That's called If the grandfather dies after the father died, the B'chor doesn't get Pishnaim in that. Let's say, let's say the father had a lot of money and he lent out a lot of money to other people and they didn't collect the money back. How about? He didn't collect the money back until later. So let's say he bought a sweepstakes ticket. He bought a lottery ticket. After the father dies, then they have the drawing on the lottery. It turns out that he won the lottery. He won the sweepstakes ticket, and he has uh, fifty million dollars, one hundred fifty million dollars. He wins. So the din is a pchar doesn't get pishlayim in that. That's called roi and a not So what about a So there's a machleikas satanam. He and Halvoya is considered roi. So if the father lent money and he didn't collect it back until after he died. People came to him and Achmav, and then they said, "I borrowed money from your father. Here's the money. He pays it back." So, we pass the poor does not get tishnayim in alvor, and milvah is considered roy. And apchar natal So, the Gemara has suggestions. <clears throat> Maybe it should make a difference whether it's a milvah Alpeh, or the milvah bishtar. Maybe a milvah bishtar you're more certain that you're going to collect. Maybe it should make a difference whether you lend to a goy lend to a Jew then there are two pshat, and which way, would we, which way are you more secure in collecting? So the Pashabshat is, if you lend the money to the Jew, you're more certain that you're going to collect it back. Lend the money to a and you can maybe kiss the money goodbye. So uh, that's the pushup The The Rajvam quotes another pshat, another girsa, if you lend the money to the guy, then you're more secure that you're going to get it back. You lend the money to a Jew, you're less secure. The more says it doesn't make a difference. That girsa, how can it be such a girsa? You lend to the guy, you're more secure collecting back. So uh, I think there are some suggestion that there's a taste that says there's a that that her husband was vadya and he borrowed money. he had 15 of hiding out in one location, 50 in another location. He borrowed a lot of money and, and he never paid back the money. and the malba who lent my husband, all the money, is going to come take our children as Avadim. What kind of a din is that? He takes the children as Avadim? We don't have such a din. We have a din. You sell a person as an Ebed Ivri if he stole money. Even a Gazlan, not only a Gan. You only have a right to sell him as an Ebed Ivri if he stole money and he doesn't have enough to pay back. But if he borrowed money, there's no debtors' prison, and you don't sell them as an ebed ivory. But by the B'day Noyach, Therese says that, and that, that was a generation of Achav and Izevel, so they used to follow Dine B'day Noyach. He said, Noyach, he can take the person as an evid. and if the person died, they can take the children La He can take the children as an eved. So maybe, maybe as far as the honesty of the L'Ivay, uh, of the uh, L'Ivay, uh, a Jew would probably more likelihood that you're going to collect the money back, but if, he's, but if he's a nohri, then legally speaking, you're more secure, because if he doesn't have any money, you can sell him as an evid. So that's why there was a gear in the Gemara that uh, should make a difference, but it's called Roy or muhzot. If, if the father had lent the money to a nohri, then I'll, legally he's more secure of collecting it back, because you have a right to sell a nohri as an evid, if he doesn't have any assets. If he lent it to a Jew, you have no right to sell him. So, uh, so maybe that's called Roy. Maybe Ilan is called Muxer. Most of does make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. Well, the Bishtar Milvapeh does make a difference, but the Loiv is a Jew, Loiv is a Goy. You always say that a Halvoa is Roi, he only gets a Kheil Lekar Pashat, doesn't have a Kheil Lekar So the United Yehuda has a collection of Jews. So he has many of the Shalom, a big Tamir Chachan. So the Shalom, uh, in the Chubis Nadi Yehuda a shaila. what if you have a government bond the government bond is a loan to the government and they're going to pay you back depending how long you leave the money in the bank they're going to pay you back with interest not in the bank in the, in the government uh, they're going to pay you back to carry it with their ribbus. Is, is there a possibility the government is not going to pay back the government can collapse but it's highly unlikely how often did it happen, how many times in the history of the world did it happen that a government didn't pay back uh, the money from the, from the bonds. Well, let's say you have a bank where the money is federally insured, FDIC. So let's say I lend money to the bank. If I have money in a safe deposit vault, that's a picotin. That's sitting there. So picotin is muxak. But if I have money in a, in a savings account, a savings account for Zahabot, I, I lend money to the bank, and they're going to give me interest. They will, they won't, whatever. Different kinds of savings accounts, okay? And uh, so that's also called roi, Because you're not so sure you're going to get it back. It's federally insured, just like the government bond. Highly unlikely that the government is going to default on the, on the government bond. So highly unlikely that the bank is going to go bankrupt and the government is not going to back it up. So maybe if the bank is friendly and should FDIC, especially now, you can go 3 o'clock in the middle of the night to the bank and you can withdraw money from from the savings account just like this. You can't withdraw the whole $100,000 that you have in the savings account. In one shot, you can go every night, you can go uh, uh, every day, you can withdraw $1,000 and you can withdraw all the money. Or you can go to the bank any time in the daytime and ask them for all the money. They're not legally, they're not obligated to have your whole $750,000 available in one shot. They're legally, They're we have to have that until will, will, a certain amount of money. But you can come every day and take out all the money from the bank. So uh, even if it's not federally insured, and if you go to the tele-machine, you can take it out without even speaking to anybody in the middle of the day, middle of the night. So maybe that's called muhzim. So the shayel thought that that's called muhzim. He thought that that's not called roh. No, the Behuda Ratsi doesn't think that's correct. The Gemara said it doesn't make a difference whether the Lord is a the loyb is a gun, is the bishtan, the the bishtam, It doesn't make a difference. Everything is called roy. So that's the Shaila. How do we pass it? So the Oruch HaShulchan thinks we should pass him like the shayelah. They say, Rabbi Moshe Weinstein, I don't think, I don't know if he has a tshuva, but they say Rabbi Moshe held that all them held like the like the shoel, not like the neti that it's called muksel, and the pchar does get pishnine. It's not called roi; it's called Mukhsuk. Pchar is entitled to pishlein, even on the ribis, so let's say I put in the bank a thousand dollars in ribis accumulated. So the thousand dollars that I put in the keren, maybe that's called muksel. even the ribis that I never had since they they put it in my bank account. I can come in the middle of the night, I can come in the middle of the day, say, give me back my $1,000. They'll give me back the, right away. They're on the spot. They give me back $1,000 Not all the river. So he was already paid, That's called Does that make a difference for a bond where I think there's a certain number of years you're not able to take it out? you have to leave it for a certain number of years? For government bond? I don't know. Good question. I don't know. I I thought like the nerdy Yehudahs. So I never thought about your If you haul like Rav Moshe, then you got a I thought Lord, I, more. I thought that Adi Yehuda was right. Anyway, so this is a shaila. what's called roi what's what's called one. This is a also relevant for Hapal Yerusha. The din is that uh, if the husband dies, the wife does not get Yerusha. Indeed, the Mahus in America, if one spouse dies, the other spouse gets all the whole Yerusha in one direction or the other. Uh pi Allah, there is no such thing. The wife never yashins the husband, the husband yashins the wife, and that's a makhleke satanan. Whether the aval yorosh is is a dinda or a dinda The is the Raman and the Rai had a Pascha. The Raman Pascha, aval yorosh is is only the rabbanan and the Rai that Pascha, aval yorosh is is a dinda Slight knocking, what's the big difference whether it's a dinda rice or a dinda rabbonan? Dinimaman is any dinda rabbonan is binding because of Afkar Vezna Havka. So it boils down to the same thing. So this light Nafke Not too major Nafke light Slight But the Abayur Shishta is a Dindaraisa Rai, a the So the Dini, um, so the Abayur he doesn't get beroyke by Muxa. So there's a Machleki, what do you mean he doesn't get Biroiki by Muxa? So the rimegash stands alone over here. The rimegash holds. Means if the wife died first and then her father died, she be she predeceased her father. <coughs> after the wife dies, then the father, the rich father, dies. So of course the husband doesn't yarshin. He's not married to the wife anymore. She died already. He married a different wife. He's going to yarshan the money that the wife got kever after her father dies. He's not married to her anymore. So that's a double push. That, that kind of Yerushi, she never had the assets, that for sure not. But what about Milvim? What if the wife had a lot of assets and she lent the money out or she put the money in a savings account? Uh, and then the wife dies and then the husband takes her, wants to take out all the money from the savings account. Is that called Roy or is that called Muqsul? So the Rimagash was of the opinion, based on his gifts in the Gemara and Baba Kama, the Rimagash was of the opinion that that's called, that's called Muqsul. The din, that is called Roy, is only by Pchor. So, it only applies when the Svar applies. The Svar is, he's, once the wife dies, he's not married to her anymore. So, uh, so of course, he doesn't Yarshin. If the father of his father-in-law dies after the wife dies, of course he doesn't Yarshin the wife. It's not his wife anymore. But if it will be a Havoy that the wife uh, lent money... And the, and the one who borrowed the money was Makapo to give back to Alboa with the ribs and everything, then the Reemagash all the, the with the Arshan. We don't possibly like the Reemagash. And there's a discussion in the Beishmul and Ebenezer, that we discussed this last week? I don't remember. I don't remember. Huh? There, there's a discussion in the Ebenezer, in the Beishmul and Ebenezer, um, what if the husband is mukhsak on the money? Let's say the lawyer came in the middle of the Shiva, the wife died, the husband said Shiva. And the lawyer comes and he gives them the money. Thousands of dollars. And then the wife's children say, We're entitled to the erusha. The husband doesn't so, so be roy. So the is here, but the husband is on the money. The people came to him and they gave him the $25,000 on the spot. They gave him the cash. So the husband holding on to the money, would, would, would we say Hamoitzem Machaber Olav Haraya that it's a Sveker Edin and he has the right to say even though he paskin against the Rimigash can he tinek since I'm muchsek on the money I hold like the like the Rimigash do uh, liarshin so the Beis has a klal that you only have the right to say kimli if it's a reasonable machloikis but if it's a shi'iti yichidor one outlandish vision holds the Rimigash. Is the one reason no one else agrees, they all say it's not correct. So if it's a shiti yechido, then you don't say uh, kimli. We have a lot of dinah based on eli eli divili kimchaim. Let's say le mashal, kalame kalbar salach and kamoise bechutzlord. Orla bechutzlord. Whenever there's a suffix orla bechutzlord, you go la kulam. What if it's a uh, machloikis in orlo? And it's one Sheti Hido holds that oil it doesn't apply in such a situation. So we wouldn't say that's a sufficutzlar's law. If it's a if it's a minority opinion, then you say but if it's less than a minority opinion, Shiti Hido Lagamira. So the beishmol says he thinks that the that the Rimagasha is Shiti and then he says, and even though the Magga Mishnah thinks that the Rama agrees with the Rimagash, so the Rama and the Rimagash, that's not a Shiti chido. he says, that doesn't count, It doesn't, that's not fair, because the Rama was so taken by the Rimagash, when the Rama was a young child, his father learned by the Rimagash. The rimagash was a Talmud of the Rif. In Spain, the Rif lived in Fez, Al-Fazi lived in Fez, and then, when he reached the age of 75, they accused him of being a murder malchus, utterly ridiculous. An old, old man, 75, is all going to be murder malchus. So he had to run away. And he started a second career in Spain. And all the famous Talmudim are from the second career. Life begins in 75. So he started a second career in Spain. He died at the age of 90, wow. I think. So all the famous Talmudim, the Remagash, and all the others, they're all from the second career. So the... So the Ramam was a young child and his father, Abdina Maiman, took him to meet the Rimagash. The Rimagash gave him a bracha, he should be and learning. So he attributed, the Ramam attributed his success in learning to the bracha that he got from the Rimagash. And he writes about the Rimagash, Sichlo Mavis Bechola He was a super genius, he knew everything. So the Beishmuel writes an interesting comment. The Ramam was so blinded by the greatness of the Rimagash his tendency would be always to take the Rimagash's word for something, even if he didn't think it out, even if he wasn't so convinced that he's right. So he claims over here, it doesn't count as two shittas, still a shittah yechido, even though the Rama agrees with the Rimagash. Forget about the Rimagash, the Rama alone. No. He says, since the Rama was so blinded by the greatness of the Rimagash, it counts as a shittah and the husband cannot say, Kimli, the husband doesn't, so that's a shada that there also. That was a dint I remember that. I spoke about that. I remember. That was a dint I remember when I visited Eretzl the first time, Rabbi Unteman was the chief rabbi at that time. First chief rabbi was uh, Rav Kook. He was a koi. The second chief rabbi was Rabbi Herzog. He was a lady. And the third chief rabbi was a So Rabbi Unteman learned by Rabbi Shemeshkot. a big tamachot. So uh, there was a Dintera, Rabhuntaman's second wife was the almana of Rabshlamahaiman. Sha Mahaiman was the Rashi with Tarbidas. And somehow she had a lot of money. So when she died before Rabuntaman, Rabhuntaman thought how they wanted to get all the irusha, But the Shaila was, all the money was in a savings account. So is that considered roya muxa? So according to the Neri Bihuda, that's considered roy. All havas are considered roy, even though it's federally insured. That's considered roy. So that was all din Torah at that time. And at that time, the Rabbanot realized they better. The din is. It's a gemara and the end of If the husband says, before he does he's dating a girl and he's about to get married. And he says, when we get married, amoichal deschus Yerushal. So you can't be moichal deschus Yerusha before he got married. And if he, after he already has Nisun is also, he can't be moichal. He cannot be in between erisen and Nisun. So the Rabbanut worked out a whole text of a declaration. How much time is there between erisen and Four minutes. He says, harriet mukhodesh, and he gives him the ring, it's erisen. Then he's standing under the chupta, and he says, that's nisuen. There isn't too much time left. So that's the practice. When someone does a second marriage and the woman has children from the first marriage and it's not fair, the husband should get the whole Yerusha. The woman got a, got money from her first husband. Usually the children don't take the money. The the Almana takes all the money. Then she's gonna marry someone else and she's gonna die. The husband's gonna take all of the money from the first husband, It's not fair. She should go to her children from the first husband. So that's why they usually they have such a document. And they put it in an envelope and they tell the wife in advance, I'm gonna give you right after I say Hariat, I'm gonna give you the ring, I'm gonna give you an envelope and put it in your pocket, and that's when he's Eresin. Eresin, the said during Arieson. Before Aresin, the Scous is a so the husband can't be mochl. After Nisum it's considered as if it's Bien. So there's no there's no on the Bien. During Arizona it's considered that he has a schus. So at that time the Rabbanut worked out a whole text that uh, that the people should use by uh, Ziveksheni, they'd be machal but that's the shalif. If the husband didn't write such a uh, mechila, does he get the money in the bank or not? Is that called roya So that's the machlokes. The Shoil and the nerivihudet. And the Archashulchan and the think we should pass them like the shoyl, and others think we should pascan like uh, like the nerivihudet. So that's an issue. So the Torah has the din. Kiseyana liyshdei nashem achas havuvav achas so the Gemara says, So there would have been a Havamina that the Ben Havamina who was born to this should not get Pish nine The Gemara says, What kind of a Havamina? Is that just because he doesn't get along with his wife? So the firstborn shouldn't be entitled to Pish nine. So the Gemara says, No, Nual does mean he doesn't get along. It's a prohibited marriage. He wasn't allowed to marry her so if he wasn't allowed to marry or the Kiddushan and the Gemara say yes Chai V'laven <laughs> if he <it> would be Chai V'kris then Kiddushan so only Chai V'laven then Kiddushan and that's the mocker. that Pasek Kisihiena Havaya means V'hoch V'hoysa L'Yishach Havaya and the Chumash sometimes means marriage we say Mokar li Yitzia Havaya means Kiddushan and Yitzhiya means Gitten so the Torah is speaking about a case <laughs> One was a prohibited marriage and the B'chor is born to the wife who was married by with her husband. So one would have thought that the B'chor is not a title Pishnaim, He's from a forbidden marriage. Pasuk said nonetheless he's entitled to it. He gets the Pishnaim. So the Torah has a, sounds like a mitzvah says, the father should make it clear before he dies who is the B'chor that he's entitled to get Pishnaim. Then it says, that's an essay. And it said, Luyochalabakr is Ben Hahu, he's not allowed to cheat the Phorf and the Pishnan. So that's a question, even if you make a Tzavor you're in violation of that thing, Luyochalabakr, you're not allowed to cheat the Phorf and the Pishnan. That's a is if you can call it like a between the Rashash and the Mukhiyasif. It's a different uh, generation. The Rashash was in the late 1800s, and the Mukhiyasif was in the days of the Rishayim so that's a the What can he not cheat the He wants to rearrange the Yerushah, wants to make different proportions. You're not allowed to cheat the Phor from the B'chela Kaphor, or from both the Chela and the That's the question So let's say the father wants the a <coughs> he wants, is he allowed to cheat the Phor from here? you not allowed to cheat the Phor from the Is it also an Issa? You're not allowed to cheat from the Chela that's what shayla did. So let's say nobody is the Pchor. Let's say the daughter was born first, so there is no Pchor getting Pishnah. And the father wants to make a Tzavuah, and let's say, the days of Rishayim and the days of the, the, the Ram for many generations was enough that each daughter gets a Chelek like uh, Hatzi Zacher. I remember there was a big, uh, Tamachachim passed away. He had four daughters and one son. So he he wasn't paying attention. He was into learning. It was a Russian. He was into, into Pesach So by mistake, he made it tzavua. Eh? So he gave all the four daughters a chelik of a chatzis zocher. He's supposed to give each daughter chatzis zocher. So, so each daughter got a quarter of a chatzis zocher. They got an eighth. That, they, they were so upset about the father. They were all married, so it didn't make a difference anyway. But they felt so hurt. Why the father cheated? Why the father? father made a mistake. He thought he wasn't paying attention. He's supposed to give each daughter not all the daughters together. So the question is, how can you make this legally binding? So the uh, Rav Ma, in Choshen Nishpat in Yerusha, the Rav Ma tells you how to do it. So so there are more recommends like this let's say the father guesses how much he's going to have at the time that he dies how does he know how much money he's going to have at the time that he dies He knows. at the age of 50 making a tzavuah how's he going to know that's problematic okay we're going to give a different solution later but uh, let's say he, he's guessing he thinks he's going to have 10 million dollars he's going to have 10 million dollars at the time that he's going to die so he, so he divides it up and he makes a hizchayvis. It, it, it's, uh, it's distasteful. She makes a king with each one of the children. I mischive myself to give it to the daughter. of the He can create a hizchayvis. So the daughter should give a handkerchief to the father. In exchange for which she says, I obligate myself to give you a chel That's a little distasteful to talk about this. So you should have a Jewish lawyer... And the loisha make the kinyonim on behalf of the daughters based on the din. We do it all the time by wedding. The chosin is the on himself, to set his So the kala has to give a handkerchief in order to be kaina, that's a ksuba, the kailav shal The kala is the kaina over here. So the kaaba is in the other room, and the chosin is in the chosin's dish. So the rabbi gives, or the eidem gives, someone gives a handkerchief to the chosin. And Taisa says that that's acceptable, even though someone else is giving it, it's called the kailav shal Yotzah did need for Kero Shulkana. That's Midin, that's Midin, what is it called? Midin, Ebek The Gemara said, there's a Din, and Ebek is, his Yotza Lecher is HaYi If he pays to gain his freedom, he can even the Yotzah Lecher is Shtar, or Yotzah Lecher is HaYi So if the Ebek Naini gives money to the other, then it So the Mishnah says, how does Ebek Naini have money? Call mashukan Ebek doesn't have any assets. So one so the Gemara has maybe someone gave the Avaknani money on the Rosh the Rabbi Rosh but, but we Paskin that that's not enough that doesn't solve the problem it's a satanai. whether that solves the problem we Paskin it's not enough so the Gemara says someone else gives the money on behalf of the Avaknani that's called Kenyan Avaknani even though by Keser if you need the kindness is supposed to give the Keser but if a good Samaritan someone else comes and gives the money on behalf of the Avaknani that's also called Keser so that says not only is Kenyan Aviknayin is valid by Kenyan Keser, it's good by Khalipa Also, Someone else gives the handkerchief on my behalf. And I said, that's always the practice. It's not always, it says, always the last line in the Shtar, Iqmar gives you the text of Perak well the last line in the Shtar always says, we the undersigned, made a Kenyan with the person on behalf of the recipient. The recipient himself doesn't make the Kenyan The peasant gives the, the handkerchief, or the alien gives the handkerchief. Someone else? The Thais proof, Thais condition the first paragraph shows, you see that this time someone else can give the money, even where someone else can give the handkerchief. So you should get yourself a Jewish lawyer, from a lawyer, and he should give the, the father the handkerchief, and by accepting the handkerchief, the father says, with my accepting the handkerchief, I obligate myself to give each one of the daughters an amount of money, Whatever, 114, whatever, we worked out this system. But the question is, the daughters are going to find out about it, then they'll come to the father and say, We want the money now. We don't want to wait till after you die. So the father can say, I accept an obligation by myself, only collectible after I die. So that's called then kinyala So that's not binding. You can make a kinyala hanisa. You have to say, I accept upon myself an obligation. Pay one fourteenth of my full uh, of the full Yerushah collectible the day before I die. So that is, that's a is not a But the day before you die won't, won't be known, won't be ascertained until after he dies. That yesterday was the day before he died. He said, I, I want the Kenya to be an hour before I die. So that's called a brayra. So the there's but the Yesh So the Gemara said that's a violation of the Din Aim So that's not valid. So the Ran in the Dorim, in the middle of the Dorim there's a pair of So in Hashutfim there's a gigantic Ran, the first Ran. When you learn the Dorim, you don't have to read Rashi, you don't have to read Taisha, just read the Ran. You don't have to read the Gemara. Just you read that. The Ran codes, the Mishnah, the Gemara. The Rashi, the Taisus, the ramam the Raiven, the Ramban, quotes everything. And the Dharm, the Ram took over. Just read the Ram. You don't have to read any of it. Quotes everything. As Rabbi Soloveitchik said, he doesn't like to give on and Dharm. The Ram is a Rashi shivan He took over. He doesn't let you say anything. He gives his... The Ran always gives his, 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 his own shot on what's going on there. Yeah. So the Ran in the beginning of Perek has a long arichist, how do we pascan halacha la ma'aser? Yesh brayre, ain brayre. So he quotes the different opinions. So the Ran says halacha la We pascan. That's the way we pascan like this with the different opinions halacha la We pascan with respect to dinam deraisa ain brayre. With respect to dinim derabanan the yesh But even in a din deraisa where we say ain brayre mecca, hamekach. Let's say his chayvut. That's a din deraisa. The din is ain But the Ran interprets in the Gemara there. If the issue of the bear is on a, on a detail, even though it's on a crucial detail, we say yes, breer. You only say ain breer on the main thing. Let's say the husband has two wives and they both have the same name and he can't afford being married to two wives. So he tells the so a writer gets, I didn't decide yet which wife I'm going to give to get to, a writer get, and the next days I'll decide, I, I can't afford two wives, and I'm going to divorce one of the wives. So he says, so that's ain breer. That's not acceptable. Over here also he says, um, I obligate myself to give each one of the daughters one fourteen and should only be it should only be the day before I die. So you don't know when that's gonna be till after he dies, then you know the of that the day before the day before I die. That's called Hebrew. So the so the so the Ramoth says in Shogunak based on that run, what if I say I obligate myself my Aksha right now? Uh, from a lawyer, gave a handkerchief to the father. The father said, but I'm accepting Actually, I have to at myself. As of this minute, right now, I owe each one of the daughters, one-fourteenth of the sum total of the Rusha, how much I think I'm going to have. But the is vizchal tekev imiyad, but the tzchus should only be so since it's only a detail, it's a crucial detail. If I have a chiv, but there's no so she can't collect it's market. But uh, since it's only a detail, even though it's a crucial detail, we say yesh So that's what, there are more paskins over there based on that run. that you can even describe that amount of money. What if the father does know how much money he's going to have at the time that, he, that he's going to die? He doesn't know. He may have a lot of medical issues. So he's going to use up all of his money. He won't be able to give her uh, a fortune of money. So uh, what should he do? So let's say, so there's another way to solve the problem. So the um, let's say he wants to give all the children an equal share, like Shlamazamar about said, you shouldn't give a khatsizocha, give each one the same. So there's a simple way to solve the problem. He doesn't think he's gonna have let's say he has the ten children, he doesn't think he's gonna have twenty million dollars. Ten million dollars, not gonna have twenty million dollars at the time that he dies, that's for sure not or let's say he's not going to have a hundred million dollars that's out of the question he's not going to have so much money so let him be mizchayim himself to each one of the children the same amount take it from the yard and he can only collect the dead before he dies an amount of money that's going to be way in excess of how much he's going to have in the Yerusha so I make a hizchayim to each one that I have five sons and five daughters I make his each one I mizchayim myself to give fifty million dollars I'm not going to have 10 times 50 million, I'm not going to have 500 million dollars. So what's the deal if 10 balichayvis come and the father only has a thousand dollars of the Yerusha? So each one gets an equal share. So that's the way to solve the problem. Instead of saying an amount of money, I'm obligating myself to give each one of the daughters 25,000 dollars. So I'm obligating myself to give each one of them $20 million. So, so it's going to be, there isn't going to be so much assets. So they'll divide all the Yerusha equally. So that's, the, that's one of the solutions. The question is, why do you need such a complicated, why does the Ramon make it so complicated that you have to make a and his to make it legally binding? Well, we had, there's a machlekes hatanoim, and the did in the Gemara, the way we pass is, the machlekes yochit I mean, like that mitzvah de kaim deviam eis, so if the father left instructions, keep it the end, one says, you're not kothan, but well, mitzvah kam de the din is, that uh, that's legally binding. If you go to court, the bezem will be cooked for the sons to give over the Yerusha to the daughters. Mitzvah kam de ra'ameis. So that's so that's a question. What do you need all of these kinyonim for? So there is a toysus in Gittin, Dafu, Gimel, Aleph, where toysus raises a question. We pass kam mitzvah kam de ra'ameis, there's so many gemurris and shots that seem to contradict that club, that psaac. How can it be? The tesis says, a big, there's a big tesis in Gittin Yud Gimla at I remember that because when I learned in Lakewood, that's all we learned was Gittin Yud Gimla. When I was in the first year of high school, so Rabbi Tenlo was my rebbe, and he sent a group of students to learn in Lakewood yeshiva in the summertime. His brother, Yossi Tenla, who died before him, he was this, Rabbi Tendr was the oldest brother, Moshe Yasi Yossi was the second son. So, uh, Yossi Tenla died before him, but at that time, he was single. And they had a special Shia for the boys from Wayu. I was only 13. I wasn't even 14 years old. So, that's when we learned the next one. So we learned, so that's where I remember the daf. Otherwise, I wouldn't remember the daf. And in Baba Basra, wherever it is, there's a longer taisin, twice as long, and they give all kinds of suggestions. We have to restrict the dinner mitzvah. They can't apply in all cases. So the way it's so in Shulchan Arach, they only quote the one answer of Tosaf. That's the accepted opinion. Is hushlach lekach? You only apply mitzvah de if the father, while he's alive, gave. To, he has. He's friendly with the local rabbi. He's friendly with uh, next door neighbor. So he gave the cash to the neighbor, and he said, "After I die." Give this money to Pliny. Give this money to my daughters. But if it wasn't mushlish bintchil and didn't give the money over while he was alive. The whole day the mitzvah The rabbi So the other suggestions of taisus and the binyan Sion and all of Marmak comes here. He says maybe we should pass and Maybe we should consider the other. The as a it's and dina. But uh, the accepted opinion, the way he says, the shochanah has to be hushlish mushlish bintchil now the father who gave over the, let's say, the $100,000 or the $25,000 to the rabbi, to the next-door neighbor, he can always, he's still alive. At the age of 50, he gave over the money. At the age of 75, whatever, he gave over the money. He can always back out and ask for the money back. It's, it's revocable. So you don't necessarily have to give it to the next can neighbor. You can have, you can have a, a trust account. You can put money in a revocable trust account in the bank. He has all the ten children, so he can put money in his uh, in trust for this job and trust for that child. Even though it's a revocable trust account, he can always ask the bank he wants all the money back. But still, that's called so you, you can do it with the goyish bank also. You don't need kinyanim. So that's so. It, then, then, then mitzvah de Rames will be legally binding. It's not going to be like keep it out the that you're not kosher. Mitzvah the Deva is binding and dirimam. So that's one way to solve the problem. If you know how much, if you know what amount of money you want to give to each one of the children, but if you don't know how much you want, he, he's a young person, only 50. He may make billions of dollars afterwards. So he may, he may want to do it the other way. He may describe himself to the same amount, an exact hundred million dollars to each one of the ten children. So they're all going to get... Uh, Based on how much assets he has when he dies, they'll all get much less than that, but they'll get equal share. So this is the way. This is the way to solve the problem. Nitzvah What do you need all of this for? Once you just say, "Dina the we live in a Croatian country, so the Goim have laws of Yerusha." So that we did mention last week, Marit Sahalon. He's not Maritats, We said last week there were two people in the same generation known as Maritats. One was Rabbi Tait Taitatzak. He was the rabbi in Constantinople. He wrote Shuris. He was in Kabbalah also. He also had a Magid, like Rabbi Karo. And the other one was Marit Tzaholon, Rabbi Ben Yant So he writes when he was younger, he lived in Swat. When he was younger, during the lifetime of the Beis they sent him to speak to all the Jews in the neighboring Arab countries that they, they were doing wrong. They were following Dina the Machusa as far as Yerusha is concerned. So that's not correct. You're not allowed to follow Dina the Machusa. And the Ramah says in Cheshire Mishpah, Ramah quotes the Chuvah Sarajpah, that uh, Dina the Machusa Dina means you have to pay tax. Dina the Machusa Dina means they made a Kenyan that's only recognized by the Dina the Machusa. It's not recognized by the Alochit. And the Kenyan was made in court. It wasn't the sock that the court gave, but the Kenyan was made in the presence of the court. So that Kenyan is binding. But it doesn't mean that whenever there's a interment between two Jews, so you follow you follow dini hatayra. So here, Yerusha is always, all the parties involved are Jewish. The father with the sons, but the daughters, everybody's Jewish over here. So didamachusa doesn't apply. That's what the Maritza alone said. That's what we accept. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein writes a fantastic Kiddush that has basically not been accepted. He he didn't even write it as a separate tshuva he tacked it on every so often he has a chuba on one topic then he tacks on at the end a paragraph or two about another topic so this chiddush that's so wild many don't accept it. most don't accept it he tacks it on at the end of a different shuba. he says two chiddushim so one chiddush has been accepted the other one not he says usually we say I hereby declare that my watch should belong to you so the Ramah writes, Just by making an oral declaration, my watch belongs to you, my jacket belongs to you, my apartment belongs to, belongs to me. I say it belongs to you. Just by making an, an oral declaration, you can't make, uh, you can accomplish um, uh, kenyan. You have to make a kenyan. So there, are if you look in the Chazanisha, it's on, uh, on Chashimish, but, so, the first page in the Sefer is all from his father. His father was a prominent rabbi. So, his father said, hey, a it. and it's a long rashash in B'chayr Rasul, so was the same yesoid, well, all the same rayas. Chalanisha's father had more rayas to the same thing, and that's why Moshe has a few of the rayas. Whenever it's very crystal clear that there's das machne, then there's no need for a king. Whenever it's very obvious that there's das machne. So, Moshe said, when you make out by the government by American God make out your last will and testament so the government will only honor the last will and testament they will not honor any other uh, any other kinyan so, so that's a clear demonstration if he made a secular will that's an absolutely crystal clear demonstra- uh, demonstration that he has das to make this uh, his so motion says you don't need any kinyanim at all there said you have to make a Kenya Khalipin and be makman He says, You don't need kinyanim. you just say the less will in the testament, said so that's stronger uh, strong in That's Khidish number one. So that many would accept. But then he has Khidish number two, he says the father doesn't have to say the kinya should be meashov and the should be you don't need the whole, is it disagreeing with the You don't need the whole thing. He says the father should say this kinyan that I'm giving this amount to the daughters should be after I die. Calls I'm alive. I own all of my assets. I'm the sole owner. After I die, she should go to these people. I have a din enkin lachamisa. only applies in the following case. I make a kinyan with somebody else that should take effect September 1st. I'm moving to so in the summer. So I don't need my house. So I sell you the house. as of September 1st. Then I die August 20th. So who did the house belong to between August 20th and September 1st? didn't belong to me. I'm not alive anymore. So how can I kinyin bichal or September 1st if the house didn't belong to me at the time? So that's the chisar. But if I say, Kozman, I'm alive. The house belongs to me. I want you to be kind of the minute the house can no longer belong to me because I'm not alive. Dead people can't own property. An American can leave all of your assets to your dog. In Allah, there is no such thing. The Hamor can't own property. Like dead people can't own. So the Amos can't own property. We don't have such a thing. So Moshe says, <laughs> If there's a gap between the day that he dies and the day that Kenyan is But if there's no gap, he says, My assets belong to me. After I die, everything should go to you, and there won't be any gap in between. So Moshe said that that's acceptable. So that has basically not been accepted. It was a big Talmachachem was was the chief dying in London for many years, dying labeled Rosnas. He was friendly with all the rabbis in Lyud. They learned Barabar, and they learned uh, and other yeshivas in Europe before the war They all learned together. So he um, he at the end of his life he retired there. Says, oh, he had a little koilah there. So he has two volumes of Chuvas, very nice Chuvas. It's a modern style of Chuvas. Everything is based on Rab Ber and Mashim Mishkop and Rab Chaim Soloveitchik with analysis. Not like the old style Chuvas, different, different style Chuvas. If you look in the different Chuvas that were written in recent years, so the Tziteliezer is like an old style Chuvas. He doesn't quote anything from the last uh, 150 years. Everything is a in that he has come on the and the, shusian, the form that nobody looks in today. If you look at Ramashish Danbuck's truvas, he only quotes from the Villnagon and on. he doesn't quote anybody, the opposites from each other. Titali has an end before the god and Ramashish Dembochas begins from the Villnagan. He never quotes anything from earlier. Different stuff. So this Dian from London, Leh Bagrosna, has a beautiful shruva Le and he rips apart what says. he tells it against all the Gemara. Most of the Rabbanim in our generation don't agree with Ramosha on this. And King Amis uh, even applies in a situation where, uh, where there's no gap in between. So that's why we don't follow Ramosha's uh, recommendation on this. The Gemara tells a story in Yesh there was a, one of the zugas it was the Ben I think Gemara tells about him so he was from the zugas he had a big atana he had a son who wasn't interested in becoming atana so he was so upset why the son didn't want to learn some probably every day, a nice religion man he wasn't interested in learning what can he do so he, he decided he's going to cut his son out of his will how much money did he have already he's going to cut his son out of the will so the other Tanoim pleaded with him, you're not allowed to do that. It's against the halacha. That's called Avur Echa to take away the Yusha and he didn't listen. So the Gemara says he was wrong. He did wrong. You're not allowed to cut your child out of, even if, it's, even if you have two sons, one is a brabisha. one is a brah tava, one is a good son, one is not so uh, medaktik and mitzvahs. But Moshe says, what if one son, the other doesn't keep kashur, and he married a shiksa and he doesn't give his children a Torah education? So then he says, you're permitted to be Mavanachlan. But if he's not so observant, he's uh, also a little bit. So that's a a broad bishop, a good son and a bad son. So the Gemara recommends, you're not allowed to be Mavanachlan, even from the bad son to the good son, because you can never tell, maybe the grandchildren will be uh, Yerusha mine. So the Gemara says, you're not allowed to be Mavanachlan. So the Gemara says, this Yerseb Ben-Yuhezer, he donated, he lived with Manabais donated all of his assets to the basement. How much were the assets? How much did he have already? Twenty five dollars. How much did he have a He didn't have any money. And the son, whom he did he cut out from the Rusha, the son donated much more to Hegdish. There was an issue later in life, how much he should give to, he took a nether or something. So he gave all the money to Hagdish. Mara said, Look, the son gave more to Hegdish than the father gave. Father did wrong. He should not have been Nachlam. So that's the question over here. Let's say you want to leave your money. All of my children have good jobs. They're, also, they're making more money than I ever made. They don't need my illusion. So that's say I want to donate all of my money to the yeshiva. I want to donate to all the yeshivas when my children, my grandchildren learn. That's Saniye Yercho. The mikvah that my wife used and the shuls where I daven and the yeshivas where my children went and my grandchildren went, that's Saniya Yercho, those institutions that I was nana from. And my children don't need it. So when am I in violation of uh, Abu Yehachasantah? So the Ktzay so Sacherishen quotes the Tshuva from days of the Gaonim, based on a Nishin Ksuvas. Nishin Ksuvas has a totally different din. Uh, so the Nishin says, as long as you leave ten dollars, very insignificant amount of money, only ten dollars is good enough. Nishin is talking about a different case. So the Gaonim said like that. Others disagree. They say no, that that doesn't apply here. That din doesn't apply. You have to leave fifty-one percent. That's uh, what's the name of the sefer? Rabbi wrote a sefer, Hilchot the three volumes. What's it called? Gesherachaim. 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 And the Gesherachaim in and the introduction. His son wrote the introduction, so he says, when my father died, he followed all the dinim that he has in his sefer. So he says he gave away to 49% of, he didn't have that much money. He gave away 49% to Tzedakah and 51% he left for the Yoshim following that sheet That's the sheet that the Geshe Chaim followed that you have to leave 51% for the Yoshim, otherwise you have a violation of the and the is not like the Geshe Chaim. He writes in the introduction to the Geshe Chaim, the son writes that he followed all the dinim when he was about to die so he told us light a candle open the window all the din and the the hagen, they follow. And then he said the 49% with the 51%. So we don't follow that sheet. We follow the Pisheh Tshuva, in the Choshmish, but quotes from the Chassam Sefer. As long as you leave a significant amount of money to each one of the ocean, even though you're giving millions away to its doctor, but each one gets a significant amount. But how much is a significant amount? So Moshe Feinstein has a Tshuva that was written like uh, centuries ago. And he says if you leave. $10,000, I think. $10,000 each one of the $10,000 today is enough to buy so a cigar. What can you get for $10,000? Can't get too far. You leave $100,000 to each one. Right? You leave $100,000 to each one of the Yoshin. And then you can give all the rest to whomever you want to. So that's the generally accepted thing. You should leave, it depends on each generation, how much is considered a significant amount that you're not in violation of, of a then there's an important comment Rabbi Moser has in his Chuvus. We say there's a thing Mitzvah the but we have to restrict it to somebody can march. So the accepted opinion is that day in, in Tyson's if you give him the manala, but Tyson restricts it, if he gave the money over to someone else, <coughs> he made a trust account for that child, even though it's revocable. You can always ask the, cha- the bank, I want all the money back. But Kozman, that's in trust for that job. That's called husal The bank is holding it in trust for that job. So, what if I leave it? I want to leave money to tzedakah. but also, you have to put in a trust account in order to say mitzvah. Uh, the kaim devar So, Abchaimoza has a chiddush. I think that's the common practice. It's a questionable his explanation. He says, since we say, since we say, amirasa la gavoya the That's it a person pledges to give money to Hegdush. So is that his What happens if he dies before he pays up the nether? the to pay? When he takes a nether, does that constitute a kinyin? Legally a kinding? If it's a mitzvah of a Nether, nidrei I said the father took, took an nether to bring a carbon. Then he dies before but comes. So what are you gonna what good is it gonna be the children gonna bring the karma? The father's dead, he's not the kind the of mitzvah. So He died before he had a chance to fulfill a nether. So if you say Amirasa the it just means you have to fulfill a nether. The father died before he pays the nether. So the the Yoshen won't accomplish anything by paying the money, but if you say Amirasa the as a Kenyan, by hey, this Amirasa is considered a Kenyan. What do you say by Tzadka? Do you say Amirasa? The, Yisay, Amirosa, the is also Kimserasa Lehad Yadami. So that's that was the famous machlokes between the Beis Yosef and the more. So the Beis Yosef is of the opinion that it is a Kenyan, and the more held that it's not a Kenyan. So one of the prominent Rabbans of Avraham Shabosha Weiss, very big Hamilchachan. So there was a shali here in the yeshiva. There was a Shaman Shiva. There was, a, without mentioning any names, uh, the father died in Argentina, and he had a son and a daughter. So the son, this is uh, 15 years ago, so the son wasn't yet observant. The son was not observant. The father had taken a major pledge to give a fortune of money to the local day school. The son wasn't interested in giving any money to the local day school so Al-Pidin, the son gets the whole and the daughter was married to a real Ben Torah uh, who was learning here in Yeshiv. so the son didn't know that he's entitled to the whole Yerushan. so he divided it in half and gave half the money to his sister so the Shaila is is the sister to give the full amount that the father pledged is she to give half the amount is she to give nothing She's not entitled to any Yerusha. The son got the whole The son is Mukhayyiv to give. Then the son gave his sister a matana. She wasn't entitled to anything. The son, the, the, he didn't know that the, the daughter doesn't Yarshan. So he gave his sister to have some baby. She's not Mukhayyiv to pay anything. So Boshu Weiss wrote a chulah. I'm not the one who sent him the shayla, but he wrote the chulah as if I sent him. He wrote the chulah as if I asked. Him. I didn't ask him. I had my opinion. So, uh, so he says, whenever there's a makhloikas, the mechaba, the, the ramo, the ashkenazim follow the ramo, and the svadna follow the mechabah. I think that statement is a misstatement. It's not the ashkenazim follow the ramo, the svadna follow the mechaba. The mechaba follows always svadish The ramo always follows ashkenazi Psak. But over here, there was a new makhloikas. There was no tradition, not by the svadna, not by ashkenazim. How often there's such a come up that a man pledged an amount of money and he dies before he gives the money? They, the Over here, you can say Ashkenazim follow the Rambam. Many of the poskim say and the say, they all assume Amirasa LeGavay does apply Tetzdokah. The they have all accepted the Beis of Shita, not only Amirasa LeGavay is a Kenya by Hegdish, the Shamerasa is a kenya by Tetzdokah as well. That's what we assume. It's a Kenyan. So P'chaim Mois is also assumed in Shul. We assume Amirasa applies to Tetzdokah. And since it's kimsirasa leheadyet, it's if he gave it over, so we treated as if it were as if it were Hushlash shmuntchile even though it was never hushlosh. that's a kiddush. okay. And because we say kimsirasa leheadyet, we treat it as if it had been Hushlash shmuntchile lekach, and therefore it's legally binding. It it mitzvah that you need hushlos shmuntchile that's what Chaim Euser writes like that. Then Dai Grosnas in his Tshubek quotes, Rabbi Chaim Eusei during his lifetime published three volumes of uh, Achiezer. The third volume was printed in the middle of the Second World War, and then he died in the middle of the war. They described, though, when, when, the, yeshivas, when the yeshivas were running away from the Nazis, they all ran to Vilna. Because Vilna was an independent, uh, it wasn't under the Russians, it wasn't wasn't under the Germans. So when they came to Vilna, Abchai was still, uh, he was getting old, but he was healthy. And then within a matter of uh, months, he aged, like 20 years he aged, and he died young. He died young. He was so, he, what he heard was happening, that the Nazis are killing so many Jews. So he aged tremendously. So after... So Rabbi Chaim writes, "Is it right in the introduction to the third volume of the yes, Hyaz, he, he raised an issue? Is it proper that he uses money to print the Shalos Saturis in the middle of the war? You can buy you can buy lives from the Nazis if you bribe the Nazis they'll, they'll release some of the Jewish prisoners that they have to save their lives. So is it right that he's printing a Shalos Saturis? So he thinks he writes he thinks it is important because it's the Lima and the forum that saved the Jews, all the generations. So he's using some of the money. Most of the money is going to be used to bribe Nazis to save Jewish lives. For Hatzal efforts. And he thinks that it's important. Even though it's mamusha pikoch the more money you use to bribe the Nazis, the more, so, more Jewish lives you'll save. He thinks it's important. After Abhay Merzah passed away, so they printed printed more tshumas so Diane Grossman's quotes from the, from the later volume that was printed after he passed away it's not in the regular Achiezer. it's a difference also in Chuvas Achiezer that he edited before he died so he left out all the all the side comments that had nothing to do with Shiloh like regards to Ploiny, and how's rabbits in and Ploiny, and the Dian, the Rappanachegis is not feeling well so in the Chuvas Achiezer that he printed he left out all the things that were not relevant And the letters that they printed after he died, so they they didn't want to edit anything, so they just printed the whole letter with all the regards and rabbits and blinding, all the irrelevant stuff. It's interesting. So Pchaim in one of these additional letters that he didn't include in Nachi so he writes, maybe Hushlash Matri doesn't have to be taken literally, I gave the money over in a trust account in the bank. It's on the books. I gave it over to the rabbi. I gave it over to my next neighbor and he has the cash. He raises a possibility. Maybe if you filled out a secular will and the law, the deed of Mahusa is that they will not honor anything. The government will only honor the secular will. Maybe that has the tokeh because the government will only honor whatever is legally presented as the last will and testament. That's what Dying Rosnas quotes that as a strong svar. That that could be that that has the status of Hushlo Shmetchilu After the Raghatshava passed away, Rav lived in the same city as the Orsamech. Orsamech was the rabbi for the Ashkenazim and uh, the Rav was the rabbi for the Chassidim. Orsamech was the rabbi for the Mestnagdim and, uh, and the Rav is was the rabbi for the Chassidim. So um, after he passed away he had one daughter who was married to a Chachim in Eretz Yisro and she went back to Europe in the middle of the war, she went back to Europe in order to print her father's sovereign. The people were warning her, she's going to get killed. She did get killed. I think she had no children. That was all he had. He only had one daughter. and She was killed by the Nazis. So she didn't listen to the warning. All the people said she shouldn't go. But she printed She printed a collection of letters that her father wrote. The practice was that everybody used to send letters to the Raghachavi. He would go broke if he would have to pay for the... Postage, so they used to send them prepaid postage I remember when I was a little boy I haven't seen it in many years really. when I was a little boy there would be double postcards you would write on a postcard and you would pay postage not only for your postcard there would be another postcard for the other person to send back that had a stamp already on it and you would rip the two apart at the perforation so they used to send letters to the Raghachov on I mean, the double postcard and he would always squeeze everything in on one postcard so uh, so his daughter, who was later on killed by the night, she published a volume, it's called Shadosh Tshuva Tzachnas Paneach. His name was Yosef, Yosef was tough. and he published, he, he wrote Svarim on the Rambam, Tzachnas <laughs> Paneach. So they're called Shadosh It's not really Shadosh it's in learning, most of it is in learning. Every bocher in a yeshiva, then the Litvish yeshivas, and the chesidish yeshivas, they've all... When they had a very strong kasha, they would send it to the Raghad to see if he could answer. Remember, Rabbi Gifteh told us that he was learning uh, some masichtah and, uh, and he had a kasha and he asked all the experts and tells the yeshiva what he learned to tell. What's he learned here? And why you? And then uh, his uncle was the dean here of the yeshiva. So his uncle said you should go learn the tell So he went to Europe and, uh, and then he had a murderous kasha and he asked all the experts nobody knew the answer. He said send the kasha to the Raghad so he sent and the ragachava writes him back an answer. Lo, deni what are you pestering me? Tosus says the akasha increases. Take a look on the Tosus and shine. So a lot of the letters are that, that's not worth printing, but other letters are worth printing. So one of the letters they asked him was like this: They were talking about establishing the Dina Israel. They thought it was chaloinus. Rav Soloveitchik said he once discussed between Pfeilmos and Rav Soloveitchik was in Berlin. He used to go every so often. His parents moved to America. So if you're going to talk on a phone, it'll cost you a fortune of money. I remember when I was a little boy, when you would talk long distance to California, you would talk a half, a, half a minute. You wouldn't talk too long. it cost a fortune of money. So talk on the phone from Europe to America it would cost a million dollars. So he couldn't talk to his father in learning. So he would rather take a train from Berlin to Vilna to talk and learning with Rabbi Chaim so he says they didn't only talk and learning, sometimes they talk about politics also. So yes, Chaim Chaimazu, what does he think about the haloimas that they have about Hakamasam Medina and Eretziso? So he said, when hair will start to grow in the palm of my hand, then it's going to be a Medina. It was the furthest thing from anybody's imagination. There's ever going to be a Medina. The furthest thing. That's what Rabbi yeah. so always spoke after Hakamasam Medina was nisim, nisim. But there, it didn't make sense at all. It was the furthest thing to anybody's mind. I really forgot, what was I starting to talk now? I <laughs> uh, said, so the, yes, the If we establish a Jewish Medina in Eretz Israel. And by the goyim, it's be that the sons and the daughters get equal in Yerusha. If the government will have a dina at if ne'tikan hamdina, if the government will establish mishum hamdina that the sons and the daughters should yarshen equally, will that be binding? So he says you're not allowed to make such a takana because the Gemara in the end of Masa records that was one of the first things that the Christians introduced. They had Titus against the rabbis, why they discriminated against the women. And that was, so they, they took down the mechitza. The way to tell whether it's in the early days of the Christians, they the shul, the same as the Jews, the shul. So how did you know whether it's a Jewish shul or a Christian shul? The difference was, whether well, they had a mechitza. They had a mechitza, they were Jewish. And they had the thought, the family that prays together, stays together. So they took down the mechitza and they had mechitza. That's what Rabbi Solveig was opposed. He was waging a war uh, about the Mechitsa. He didn't think he was going to win the war, as it turned out, he did win the war. But he didn't. He, the, the, all the shuls were taken down the Mechitsa, nineteen forties, nineteen thirty. All taken down the mechitza. And the European rabbonim were afraid to oppose it because they had no parnasa. How, how they going to survive? But he always lived with it. Rabbi Solvaychin said, You're not allowed to daven in such a shul. And he wrote a letter, and they used to print it every year in the Yiddish newspaper. You're not allowed to go to a, a mixed seating synagogue, for, even on the first day of Rosh Hashanah with Kiyoshaifa Zeraisa. You're not allowed to go because you'll be a violation of Chukasakum. The there's a special Chukasakum to, to <laughs> observe the Jewish religion, imitating the way they go. So the Ramban said that's a drosha. The Pshut on mikris, we're gonna look into the Goyish religions. What are some nice minhagim that they have? And we'll introduce them into the Jewish religion, Lashem Shaman, not There's a certain uh, rabbi in uh, Riverdale who used to say that we have a lot of stale minhagim. Uh, in orthodoxy, mm-hmm. that we should look by the Muslims and by the Christians, when they have some nice monogamy, we should incorporate them into the Jewish religion. That's exactly what the Ramban says, you're not allowed to do. So Rabbi Suleiman said, if you're going to listen to the Kirs and the Shul, the, you'll the mitzvah, but you'll be a violation of the Avera, because so it's better not to go to Shul, not to have the Avera, not to have the Mitzvah, rather than to go and have the Mitzvah with the Avera. He didn't make a he didn't. He wasn't interested in making a ro He said, he thinks that's the din. <coughs> if you'll go to the shul that has mixed seating, just the hit you shafi, not going to just the hit kiyoshua, you'll be a violation of the chukasakam this Ramban. And he showed that toysus all the same. So toysus and the Ramban, he showed the other animals also hold like that. So he said, you'll be in violation of the aver. He said, so don't go to the shul. Don't do the mitzvah, don't do the aver. So the, so the Raghatshava writes... This attitude that the rabbis were mistreating the women and that, that the men and the women should Yashin equally, this was a period of the early Christians. He documents it from the Gemara, and he says if they're going to make a Medina narrative so, they can make laws, but this law they can't make. And he quotes, there was, can uh, say that the son and the daughter Yashin equally, that was from the Christians, the Minim, the Minim, uh, early Christians. But even if you say Tirush Abbas and basabein the din is, let's say, a man has a son and a daughter, and the daughter dies. The, the son dies, and he has a daughter. So the din the son gets the irusha, the daughter doesn't get the irusha. And even if the son died and he has a, a daughter, the granddaughter gets the irusha, and the daughter does not get the irusha. So there were those who said, "All right, we can't go against the chumash. The son and the daughter don't yashin equally. But if he has a son and a daughter and the son dies first and then he leaves a daughter, so you shouldn't give the Holy to the granddaughter. Give the daughter an equal share. So the Gemara says, if any rabbi says, Tira Shabbat, you fire him, Even if he's the chief rabbi, that's when the Christians, that comes from the Christians, they're pushing to give equal rights to the women. The women's lib movement. It's in violation of the, their, their, that was the cause of the early Christians. So the Raghat Trevor says, even if we'll have a Medina, there exists on that have such a law in the books. That's connected you're not allowed to make such a law. That's not the Tika Dina, That's that's Christianity. Okay, I think basically we finished uh, all the Marmekimis, but there's much more here. So if you have uh, Dying Grossman's Chuba, it's, it's very fascinating to read. He wrote very nice truths. Very good. How about floor?